I'm Father Paul Donison, and this is Praying with the Saints. Each episode will contain a shortened evening prayer service and also an opportunity for me to share a story from the life of a saint, an ordinary Christian like you and me who sought to follow Jesus in their generation. We're using the Book of Common Prayer 2019, and you can download the liturgy sheet off our website. And if you have a BCP 2019, you can turn to page 41, where evening prayer begins. But some of you will already have these words memorized. And for others, perhaps you'll simply want to listen and have these words prayed over you tonight. And we're encouraging you to share it with others. Tonight, we hear the story of Cyril of Alexandria, a bishop and teacher in the fifth century. Let us quiet our hearts before God. Jesus spoke to them, saying, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. Let us humbly confess our sins to Almighty God. Almighty and most merciful Father, we have erred and strayed from your ways like lost sheep. We have followed too much the devices and desires of our own hearts. We have offended against your holy laws. We have left undone those things which we ought to have done, and we have done those things which we ought not to have done. And apart from your grace, there is no health in us. O Lord, have mercy upon us. Spare all those who confess their faults. Restore all those who are penitent, according to your promises declared to all people in Christ Jesus our Lord. And grant, O most merciful Father, for his sake, that we may now live a godly, righteous, and sober life to the glory of your holy name. Amen. The Almighty and merciful Lord grant you absolution and remission of all your sins, true repentance, amendment of life, and the grace and consolation of his Holy Spirit. Amen. O Lord, open our lips, and our mouth shall proclaim your praise. O God, make speed to save us. O Lord, make haste to help us. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Our psalm this evening is Psalm 138, on page 454 in the Book of Common Prayer. I will give thanks to you, O Lord, with my whole heart. Even before the gods will I sing praises to you. I will worship towards your holy temple and praise your name, because of your loving kindness and truth. For you have magnified your name and your word above all things. When I called upon you, you heard me and gave me increase of strength. All the kings of the earth shall praise you, O Lord, for they have heard the words of your mouth. They shall sing of the ways of the Lord, that great is the glory of the Lord. For though the Lord be high, Yet he has respect for the lowly. As for the proud, he beholds them from afar. Though I walk in the midst of trouble, yet shall you refresh me. You shall stretch forth your hand upon the furiousness of my enemies, and your right hand shall save me. The Lord shall make good his loving kindness towards me. Your mercy, O Lord, endures forever. Despise not the works of your own hands. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, 
world without end. Amen. Tonight I want to tell you a story about a man named Cyril. He was born in Alexandria on or around the year 378, and his uncle, Theophilus, was a powerful bishop in Alexandria. So, from a young age, Cyril was familiar with the world of church politics and doctrinal debate. In fact, in 403 AD, he accompanied his bishop uncle to the synod where John Chrysostom was deposed. And when his uncle died in 412, Cyril was elected bishop in Alexandria. And his ministry took place during a time of great conflict, civic and doctrinal conflict. And his most significant doctrinal conflict was with the Syrian monk Nestorius about the nature of Christ. You see, Nestorius in the 420s had been arguing that within Jesus Christ, there existed two distinct persons. He would say in his own language, there were two sons, one divine and one human. And therefore, when you read the New Testament, Nestorius would argue, when Jesus is performing a miracle, it's the divine person acting And when he's suffering hunger, thirst, pain, and death, it's the human person. Nestorius could not believe that there was a unity, that God could in fact suffer and be hungry and ultimately die, that there had to be a division, two different separate sons. And Cyril opposed Nestorius' teaching fiercely and without compromise. He wrote treatises and letters and debated with him, and finally led the Council of Ephesus in 431, which ended up condemning Nestorius as a heretic and his teachings as heretical. And instead, what Cyril articulated was what is now the doctrine of the hypostatic union or the dual nature of Christ. Now, if you're thinking, man, we're getting to you know, really precise theological doctrinal terms here, what this means is that Jesus— the Son of God, was both fully God and fully man. Or as I like to teach people to say, you know, he's 100% God and 100% man. There's no sort of division of his nature. This is the mystery of the incarnation, that God comes in the flesh. And as God comes in the flesh, that he, in fact, enters into our suffering. Now, Cyril's unflinching persistence was not due to a character flaw, as his critics accused him. They said he was power-hungry and spiteful and authoritarian and lacking in charity. No, Cyril's unflinching persistence was due to how much of the gospel was at stake in these arguments. As he wrote in his masterful treatise on the unity of Christ, what was at stake in the controversy with Nestorius wasn't simply a debate over niceties of theological language and precise little bits of doctrine, but the whole gospel was at stake. The wondrous love of God who became flesh. For if Nestorius was correct in his language about there being two sons within Jesus, then it was not God, but a mere creature, a human person named Jesus who paid the ultimate price for our redemption. If Nestorius was right, then it was not, in fact, the eternal Son of God who emptied himself and took on the form of a servant out of love, but merely his human counterpart. 
if Nestorius was right, then it is not the glory of God that we see in the face of Jesus, but of mere faint reflection of that glory in the face of a sanctified human person. So with all of this at stake, I give thanks to God for Cyril's unflinching persistence. As one historian has written, Cyril was capable both in his political maneuvers as well as his theology, of stirring up violent feelings for and against him wherever he went. In itself, this is a testimony to the extraordinary vigor of his mind and character. Small men do not create such large effects. I give thanks for the serials that I've known in my life, men and women of unflinching persistence, for the gospel, who have stood when others would not, who have been willing to rather be the bombastic, strong voice for the gospel, even if at times it means they're accused of being overbearing or too strong or even pig-headed and unwilling to compromise. It is true that at times, politically and in life, the compromise is important, that we need to learn to see the other side, and we need to be careful we don't become prideful and blind and arrogant. But there's also another side that we need to be careful of, and that's that we become weak and soft on truth. For Cyril, he truly held to his position because he knew how much was at stake in the gospel. And he was willing to be vilified by his critics because of his love for Jesus and ultimately his love for all people and even his love for Nestorius. At the end of this podcast, I've got a quote that I'm going to close with about his love for even his opponents, Nestorius. See, this is the story of Cyril, the story of an ordinary saint God empowered to impact his generation with the gospel. May his story inspire you and remind you that God is still in the business of empowering ordinary saints today. Let us confess we believe in the words of the Apostles' Creed, saying, I believe in God, the Father Almighty, Creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, His only Son, our Lord. He was conceived by the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary, He suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day he rose again. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Lord, have mercy upon us. Christ, have mercy upon us. Lord, have mercy upon us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power 
and the glory forever and ever. Amen. O Lord, show your mercy upon us and grant us your salvation. O Lord, guide those who govern us and lead us in the way of justice and truth. Clothe your ministers with righteousness and let your people sing with joy. O Lord, save your people and bless your inheritance. Give peace in our time, O Lord, and defend us by your mighty power. Let not the needy, O Lord, be forgotten, nor the hope of the poor be taken away. Create in us clean hearts, O God, and take not your Holy Spirit from us. A Collect for Peace O God, the source of all holy desires, all good counsels and all just works, Give to your servants that peace which the world cannot give, that our hearts may be set to obey your commandments, and that we, being defended from the fear of our enemies, may pass our time in rest and quietness through the merits of Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. A collect for aid against perils. Lighten our darkness, we beseech you, O Lord and by your great mercy defend us from all perils and dangers of this night, for the love of your only Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. A Night Prayer Keep watch, dear Lord, with those who work or watch or weep this night, and give your angels charge over those who sleep. Tend the sick, Lord Christ. Give rest to the weary. Bless the dying. Soothe the suffering. Pity the afflicted, shield the joyous, and all for your love's sake. Amen. I want to conclude this evening with a quote from Cyril. I normally wouldn't end with a quote, but this quote is so powerful, it's effectively a prayer. He writes this, I love peace. There is nothing that I detest more in quarrels and disputes. I love everybody. I love Nestorius. Nobody loves him more than I do. And I'm ready to endure with tranquility all blame, all humiliations, all injuries, provided that the faith is not endangered. But when the faith is attacked, we must not hesitate to sacrifice our life itself. If we fear to preach the truth because that causes us some inconvenience. How can we chant the battles and triumphs of our holy martyrs? Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us all evermore. Amen. This concludes this evening's podcast, and I'm glad you joined us for Praying with the Saints. If this prayer podcast has blessed you, we encourage you to subscribe at ChristChurchPlano.org, and we encourage you to share this with your friends. I'm Father Paul Donison, and I'm looking forward to praying with you next time. Until then, I pray that you would have a peaceful night and a perfect rest.